This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to this week's excerpt from the Dear Prudence podcast. To get the full-length members-only version every week, join Slate Plus at slate.com slash prudipod. Listeners, I want to remind you that if you love podcasts, and even if you're merely indifferent to them, you still won't want to miss Now Hear This, a podcasting festival coming to L.A. this October. We'll be there for a live Dear Prudence on Saturday, October 29th, with all of the live and on-stage advice you could possibly want. You can see me live on stage, as well as more shows that you love, like The Canon, Comedy Bang Bang, Dinner Party Download, The Gist, Mark Marin, and The Moth. Step up to a VIP pass for meet and greets with your favorite hosts. Presumably this includes me. Sit up close in reserved seating, hang out in the VIP lounge, and more special perks. Tickets are on sale now for Now Hear This, October 28th through the 30th in Anaheim, California, just a short drive from Los Angeles. Get tickets and see the whole lineup at nowhearthisfest.com. Dear Prudence. Dear Prudence. Dear Prudence. Dear Prudence. Dear Prudence. Dear Prudence. Dear Prudy. Do you think that I should contact him again? Help. Help. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Carvel Wallace, we can't get enough of you. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here once again. We are just pleased as punch to have you here, and I'm really excited to just adjudicate all the problems of the world once again. Let's fix everything. Great. Let's start with this first letter, which is entitled Flavors of the Month and uses some sex-negative language. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. I, I didn't alter the, the, the letter in any way, but I'm going to take issue with some of the words that they use. Uh, so here we go. With that in mind. Dear Prudence, my brother is a man whore. His love life is complicated to the point of needing footnotes. What is worse is that he lies to these girls and makes the rest of our family complicit in it. I'm tired of his dragging these random girls that we don't know to our family events like my nephew's christening or our grandparents' anniversary party. He often implies that the relationship is more serious than it really is to these girls and then outright drops them. Sometimes they find this out at our family events and shouting matches ensue. Our grandmother once called one girl by his former girlfriend's name, and a glass ended up getting thrown at somebody's head. Can I just ban him from bringing his girlfriends over? I know I'm not going to change his behavior, but I'm tired of the consequences spilling over into our lives. I know my sisters will back me up, even if my parents waffle, since my brother's the baby and the only boy, and it means that I have to be the hardline bitch here. No one else wants to step up to the plate, but I'm really tired of seeing this again and again. I want to know so much who threw the glass and at whom. The level of drama at these people's family gatherings 
I mean, this is serious. Yeah, no, this isn't just like my brother dates a lot. This is like. There's also unspecific um, numbering going on here, which is always a sign that the letter writer is like padding their case. Mm -hmm. Like often they're shouting matches, like mattresses. Matches. (laughs) There are no, we want all the mattresses quiet. There are no shouting mattresses. Often they're shouting matches. And when someone says something like that, it's like my first thought is how often? Is this like something that's happened a hundred times or did it happen once and you feel like your case isn't good enough so you have to be like, this happens all the time. Yeah. Every time we bring one of these floozies over, there's yelling and fireworks. Because definitely, like, it's not great that somebody threw a glass. It also, I'm curious, like, did your grandmother genuinely not know this new girl's name or was she, like you, uh, sitting in a lot of judgment about how often your brother dates new people and wanted to let this person know that she was not going to learn her name? Because yeah. those are two really different scenarios, right? Yeah. One is like genuinely like, oh shit, it's I'm 85. Her name's Jill. The last one was Krill. Um, <laughs> understandable mistake. He was and the other a Star one, Trek character, obviously. And the other one's a little bit like, I want to make a pointed remark because I think that my grandson dates too much. Right, right, and like I mean, we we'll never be able to sort that out. But but just going on what's in the letter, I think it's interesting that the letter writer brings up christenings and grandparents. Uh, right, those are two events. As a, well, also, yeah, that's it's just two events, but also as a way of making it seem like he's bringing his sordid lifestyle into the most innocent of places. Like a child, well, a child was here, and a woman who's not married to my brother came and <laughs> right. saw it. What, what of the children? And so, all that leads me not that okay. So, so there's two things here. One is that uh, dating people and lying to them about how serious your relationship is. And then hurting them yeah, that's bad. is bad. Sure. Dating. Sure. Don't do that. Um, but on the other hand, it does make me wonder how much this letter feels to me less about, hey, my brother is sometimes hurtful to people that he dates and that bothers me. Mm-hmm. As opposed to my brother just dates a lot and I think he's slutty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got to go with I don't think you should call your brother a man whore. I don't think you should call anyone a whore. I think that people who want to reclaim the word whore and who also do sex work and have like a vested political interest in so doing should do so. Uh, I don't think it's a pejorative that you should be throwing around at somebody else because you don't like the amount of sex that they have. That's a really good point. Unless he's charging, in which case more power to him. But then again, that's his word, not the letter writers, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't get to yeah. you don't get to lob that word at somebody else. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in this like... I, yeah. The the other thing too is like I know my parents are going to waffle cuz my brother's the baby and the only boy. There's a lot of resentment in this letter that has nothing to do with the fact that he dates a lot. Maybe your parents are waffling cuz it's not a big deal. Right. As, as as another possible explanation. There's a lot of explaining in this letter. There's a lot of explaining assuming the reasons for other people's actions. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, and it's also unclear like can you ban him from bringing girls over? No. No. That's no. And like, how would no. you enforce that? Like, you can only bring girls to family events if you've been dating them for more than four months and you think you might be in love. Like, how do you? Yeah. No. I mean, because the, right, because the question here is, can you ban him from bringing girls over? Which the answer is obviously not unless you're willing to build a wall or enforce some kind of policy. Right. Especially because like you don't own the family. You can't do it. You could say like, if I'm hosting an event in my house. I'd like you not to bring a girl over if you think she's going to start a fight or if I know that you're lying to her about how seriously she takes your relationship. But that's a very different question than can I ban my brother from bringing women that he's seeing to events? Yeah, I think it doesn't. She also doesn't mention any. Maybe she has no love at all for her brother. Right. She doesn't mention any like relationship or sense of redeeming qualities or sense of like 
I, I, I don't want my brother to be engaged in this behavior because I don't think it's good and I want right. to support him and like right. getting better at it. So there's no, so like I would normally suggest like maybe you should talk to your brother and say like, hey, I feel like if you look at it from the point of view of some of these women, it's not fair what you're doing to them. Mm-hmm. Um, which, But the letter doesn't feel like it's about that. It really just feels like it's about I don't like the fact that my brother dates a lot of different people right. and that we have to interact with him. Right. And I just don't think that that's a problem. I think it's okay to date a lot of people. I think it's okay to date a lot of people casually. And if he is bringing people, like, it's definitely weird to bring a new girlfriend to a nephew's christening. Yeah. uh, For sure. But if, like, if it's not a formal event where guests are counted, like, if he's not crashing weddings. Right. um, Be polite. Be friendly. Don't worry about it. It doesn't hurt you in any way. The shouting matches are a little separate. Like, if he's bringing somebody and getting to a huge screaming match about the status of their relationship, yeah. Like, you definitely have the right to say, like, hey, this is really inappropriate. You're pulling focus away from, like, little Nathan here getting sprinkled with water. Can you take it outside? Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. that's not okay. And you're totally within your rights to say something. Yeah. Um, but to – you, you want to come at him with these big guns. You want to not just address, like – occasional incidents of bad behavior you want to be like until you get into like a monogamous settled relationship you don't get to come to family events and that's not cool what's interesting is that she's not trying or he he, oh no the only boy no we we assumed correctly this time yeah i make a lot of assumptions about gender i try not to but this time we're right um and what's interesting is that she's not trying to um right like address a particular behavior but rather legislate a lifestyle yeah no i this literally letter. the sentence is i'm tired of him dragging random girls that we don't know to our serious family events because the implication right is that these girls aren't serious mm-hmm. um and that we the people we know are good the people we don't know are bad that's right it's okay to bring someone you're seeing casually yeah here's what it is your brother dates a lot of people that's where he's at right now yep you don't like it but there's nothing wrong inherently with it um if 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 that's one issue and you can't legislate that he shouldn't do that or that or hold some kind of like family event attendance hostage right. in order to keep him from doing that, a separate event is if the friends that he associates with are causing trouble at family events via fighting and plate throwing. Yeah. That's a separate event. Super and you can appropriate that to say that's not okay. But to conflate the two issues like this is happening because he has a dating lifestyle in which he sees a lot of people. That's uh, putting two things together that actually don't belong together. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't want to come down too hard on you. I think it's totally okay to say, like, it really sucked that you brought someone uh, that you were lying to to our grandparents' party and that things got so out of hand that presumably they started throwing glass. Mm. Although, if somebody in your family threw glass at the girl he's dating, that's real different. That sounds like a whole different situation. We so don't know. Else? It just says glass got thrown, which sort of makes me suspect that the letter writer threw it. That's why I'm saying I feel like the le- the language in this letter is super duper passive. I know. I that's can parse what this it for is. Days. It's super passive. That's yeah. why I'm a little suspicious of the whole premise. And I think a lot of this is my, I mean, I hate to estimate. Sure, like, we're reading them, a lot into this. We could be wrong. my gut instinct is that a lot of this is the letter writer crafting a narrative to yep. support a fun, fundamentally a, a morality judgment about. Right. Which has like one or two good points. Like again, right. like lying's not okay. Um, I don't know what you mean when he says he implies the relationship is more serious than it is. I don't know if what you mean is that like when he right. brings these girls around, he's like, this is my girlfriend. And you're like, no, it's not. He's going to break up with her in a few months. Right. Or if you've heard him saying, like, I intend to marry you and then later, like, scams on somebody else at the party. Like, those are 
there's a lot of possible behaviors in there that I just don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, I need to know who threw that glass. Yeah. Because if it was the guest, your your case is stronger. If, if it, it was, was a member of the family or yourself, <laughs> case is not so strong. <laughs> Woo! All right. Yeah, don't call people horse. You know, just let's... It doesn't seem mandatory at all. Somebody else's dating policies, like, as long as it is not hurting you in some way, it's not hurting you. That's also the first sentence. So that's where we're starting with Right. This. Like, clearly that's the part that's closest to this letter writer's heart. Yeah. That's the thing she cares about the most yeah. is not my brother lies to women. Yeah. Not my brother brings guests who don't know how to behave. Right. Um, not I have all these family portraits of strangers that I don't recognize <laughs> because he insists that they be included in our wedding photos. It's... My brother's a man whore. Yeah. And you really get the message loud and clear, which is it's possible to have so much sex with other people that you become a different category of person. You're not right. just a person. You're a man whore. Right. And I think that that's something you should really look at in your own life. Right. And um, stop doing. You're making extra work for yourself. Yeah. And I would also encourage the letter writer to separate that out from if his brother actually is is like mistreats women. Yeah. And is like misogynistic in his dating. Yeah. That's a separate issue. Yeah. That's super shitty. Yeah. The two things are different though. Yeah. 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 Good. I'm I'm really glad that we got to make that distinction. And uh, I hope that everybody who's listening, if you have a sibling who tends to date a little more casually than the rest, and sometimes they want to bring those people around, try to be nice about it. Always use plastic wear at family events. <laughs> that's the, that's the real lesson. Don't bring out the like good glassware and the china. Don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. It's going to yeah. get thrown. Yeah. Okay. Clearly. All right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a similar vein, mm-hmm. uh, would you like to read this next letter? Sure. Best man is a former hookup. I am engaged to be married. I have a past, a really full past. <laughs> Do you like that reading? In my, in my single days, I loved tender hookups, casual whatever. I've had a lot of sexual partners, and I don't regret it at all. My fiance, Michael, knows this and has no issues with it. He's got a past himself but we are monogamous now and mean to stay that way. The trouble is that his best man is going to be an old college friend of his, Jack. Michael and I have been together for a couple of years, but I never met Jack. He's been living in another country for the past three years, but recently returned to the States. Yeah, it turns out Jack is an old hookup. We had a casual thing that lasted a weekend about five years ago. I had no idea. I'd seen pictures of Jack, but until we met again, the feelings of deja vu I had when I saw pics was something I just shrugged off. Now I need to figure out what to do. Jack doesn't seem to have a clue. I don't think Michael would be too upset by this, but I can't be sure. I know he wouldn't be thrilled that his fiancé slash wife once slept with his best friend. I kind of just want to pretend I never recognized Jack. I think that as long as he never says anything, I'm pretty sure he has no idea we had a fling. I think it would be safe. Michael and I have vowed that the past is the past. But does that count when the past is going to be a part of the future? Because I don't want Michael to stop being friends with Jack. Thoughts? Help? A part of me is a little bit concerned because this letter writer is not 100% sure that Jack remembers. Like, what if you've got the wrong guy? Yeah, that is the first thing I thought, too. Like, are we sure that it's Jack? I, like, are we are we at 100%? Are we close to 100? Because if you're below 95, 
get confirmation. Here's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. So that last sentence, uh, or the second to last sentence about the past versus the future. Sure. Jack is going to be around. Yeah. He's back in the States now. Yep. So that means one of two things. <laughs> that either means you have to clear this up now or... You have to take this to your grave? <laughs> and I don't, I don't like advising people to take things to their grave. I don't think you ever take it to your grave. I, I, think, I think that there... Is there another time that it's better to bring... Not better, mm-hmm. but... And this is a rough one. So this is just me. Yeah. I feel like based on this letter, this letter writer and her fiance have a pretty good understanding of one another. Sure. They both seem like they're interested in being monogamous now. Absolutely. He's not going to come back at her with a lot of slut shaming. I'm sure he'll have like some feelings. Yeah. But I think, I think she's safe saying to him like, Hey, I didn't realize this until we met, but I just need you to know. I slept with Jack five years ago, and it was before we met. And I wanted you to know before we got married. Because if she tells him later, but here, and okay. he looks back at their wedding, and he's like, "So you knew, and you didn't tell me, and right. he was standing right there." No, I I get that. But here, okay, but here's here's the remaining question, though. What's up? Like, if he goes, if she goes to him before Jack does, mm-hmm. that puts Jack in a pretty shitty position hmm. because then he's like, "Dude, you slept with my wife, and you didn't tell me." Oh yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But if Jack goes to him. That that puts her in a position. She's like, well, guess he's like, guess what I found out from Jack. <laughs> sure. And so. But that doesn't mean she shouldn't tell no, him. No, I'm not saying that. So the question becomes how. I, 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 oh, I do think, you think she should give like Jack I, a heads up? I think we both agree that, that she should tell him. I think the question is how. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do have to say. You can't. Oh, I think the one thing that we're clear on is that you can't take this to your grave. It's no. going to bother you every day. Yeah. Every time Jack shows up at a freaking party. You'll feel. Every time a barbecue. It's it's going to be there, especially for you. when like you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything you didn't wrong. Didn't know your husband then. No, You've right. Just realized this now. Right. I think that's an important thing to like. You are not confessing to having done something that is wrong. Right. That's you right. didn't know they knew each other. That's right. Uh, you you didn't realize that that was Jack like six months ago. Right. Like right. The wrong action really only has the potential to begin right now. Exactly. The moment you you don't say something to your. For your, to your uh, engaged to the engaged party, I don't so, know what that's called. Fiance. Do you do you think she should say like, "Hey, Jack, I, I don't want to make things uncomfortable, but I just want you to know I realized we slept together, and I need to tell my fiance before we get married." I think she has to give Jack a heads up. Yeah, because if she doesn't, yeah, Jack's going to be like, "Well, there's a variety of ways Jack could be like, sure, but none of them are good." And mm-hmm. so I think that she has to. I, I I don't think she has to ask for Jack's permission. Oh God, no, no, this is like, a heads up, not it. a request. Yeah, but it's like, look, yeah. it turns out, and maybe Jack will be like, "What? We did what?" That's why I, I really so. want her to get confirmation. Because, like, what if Jack is Lady. like, "That was not me, Lady." I have an identical twin brother. <laughs> right. <laughs> Some people do. Yeah. Um, so you have to look. You're trying to begin a marriage on a foundation of honesty. Sounds like your husband is understanding that yeah. there's not a whole you both lot of no. Like you, you, yeah, you both are. Yeah, you. The past is the past. That makes sense. People mm-hmm. do things. People have a good time. Whatever. And she's. I like that she's not even upset about her past. She's yes, not like, good. oh, I just like had these terrible experiences. Nope. She's like, I was out there. I was getting it. I was doing it. Having a great time. Yeah, having a great time. And yep. now I'm ready to like kind of like pull the car in the garage, so to speak. Yep. And uh, but there's this one piece of unfinished business. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Tell your husband. But I, I think talk to Jack first. Uh, and say, look, I know this is super awkward, but did we do the thing back in the day? Don't ask the question. No, that's stupid <laughs> You advice. have to ask. No, that's no. not true because how do you know? She's not 100% sure, no, no, no. I don't think. That's what you, the, and he's okay, not sure. But then you don't ask. You say, Jack, 
no, this is a little uncomfortable. Really excited to like get to know you as a pal. Um, five years ago, we slept together. I'm going to tell my husband about that. Thoughts? And then if he's like, we definitely didn't sleep together. I was on the moon at the time. You can take that information. But like... Why not ask? I'm, I'm just curious you, about why... I, I think just it, it, like sometimes people, mm-hmm. when faced with the prospect of an uncomfortable conversation, uh, will deny things that happened. You think the possibility that he'll lie, which will lead her to a whole nother advice letter. Or, or just make him feel like she's asking his permission. Or puts her in the position... Like if she's convinced that they slept together... And then he says, no, we didn't. Then what does she do? Go to her husband and say, I think we slept together, but Jax thinks we didn't. And I just wanted you to know. (laughs) Like Schrodinger's fuck. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's not even the proper use. That's not even the proper use of Schrodinger's. It's the possibility that Jack and I did it. No, no, that's not Schrodinger's fucks. Okay. um, I don't, I mean, I guess. I guess that's, to me, that's splitting hairs. Sure. I, I don't, I don't. She doesn't sound to me 100% sure. Actually, she sounds to me... Hang on. I'm rereading this because I'm trying to get confirmation. Yeah. It turns out Jack's an old hookup. We had a casual thing that lasted a weekend about five years ago. I had no idea. I'd seen pictures of Jack, but until we met the feelings of deja vu I had when I saw his pictures was something I just shrugged off. That actually sounds more sure to me than I had thought on first blush. It just seems weird that she knows. It was for a weekend. It, it wasn't a night. It seems weird that she knows for sure and that he has no idea. Well, I don't That's know that he has that no idea. It. I think he just didn't do a big double like whoa, what the when they met, where he was like, <laughs> right. "Oh, we did it!" Right? Like he was just playing it cool. I think. The one thing we agree on is that she has to tell her husband. Yep. And that she or fiance, whatever, and that she and I think. That it's wisest to inform Jack of that. Yeah, I think beginning. it would be nice. You, I don't think it's necessary to inform Jack. I do. Not because I think like he's going to get in trouble. Because again, he did not know she would someday marry his friend. I get that, but I also think he also that, might not have recognized her. Well, it's not about getting in trouble of that. I mean, there is that element, but there's also the element of like he doesn't want to be blindsided with this mm. information fr- information from his friend. No, that's fair. That puts him in a pretty shitty position. All right, that's fair. You know? Yep. All right, so give Jack a heads up. But don't ask his permission. Give, give, give him the chance to let you know if he was like, no, I definitely like right. was on the moon. Right. Maybe maybe it wasn't him. But right. also don't let him like talk you out of it. Just no, let him no, know no, that no, you're no, gonna no, do no, it. no, no. You have to do it because yeah. this is about your relationship with your husband, exactly. And you can't let Jack yeah. get in the way. And then about. don't frame it as like I have to tell you something. I feel really guilty. I did something wrong because you didn't. No, you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, just That's be exactly like, right. yeah. I'm a little embarrassed to tell you this because obviously, like, I would not have. It's a little awkward. Yeah, it's a little awkward. But five years ago, I had a fling with your best man, mm-hmm. and as soon as I recognized him, I wanted to tell you about it. Yeah. Let me know if you have questions. Nothing obvious. Like obviously, I didn't even know he was out of the country. Like we don't know each other. Right. I'm super interested in still marrying you and being monogamous. I just want you to know in case you need to like feel some feelings before. Right. We no, get that married. makes sense. And I think I think he'll be good about it. I honestly think he'll be like, "That's a little crazy," but haha, like we've all catted around. Yeah, they seem so, cool. Yeah, good I think he's to gonna them. be cool. All right. All right. Oh, so many engagement questions. I'm sorry. God, I need to stop getting married. <laughs> I feel this very strongly. I, I'm going to have just like all non-marriage questions next week. Yeah. Can you have um, a show and where don't, I just, don't let Carvel tell you not to get married. Can you married. have a get show where I just want. come on and tell and break up everyone's marriage? You one just by one. told me. You just told me <laughs> that it's too easy to tell people to get divorced as an advice columnist, that it's a big financial undertaking, that it's a business as well as a romantic relationship. And we should think really carefully before advising people to leave their marriage. 
So don't get married at all. You said that's that. my solution. But you just said you wanted to break up marriages. <laughs> well, you're changing your story. Six in one hand, half dozen in the other. The point is, I like robbery and thievery, and I just want to do it to people emotionally. Oh my gosh! Now I want to get Joanne the scammer on the show. Let's do it. <sighs> I wish. All right. I don't think I have that kind of pull. All right. Uh, do you read the last one? I, I did read the last one. No, 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 no. Wait. Did Wait. I? Did I? What's oh that? no. You read the one that said man whore, which I was mad at because I wanted to read that one. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Would no, you it's... like to read it? Can I just do a live read of the word man whore? I feel like you've said it a lot. Okay, yeah. we're done. It's in the box. The Go ahead, it's phrase. you. Okay. It's you. Dear Prudence, I'm engaged to a really great guy, Sam, and I come from a very traditional family. My dad has always made it clear that he'll never accept any son-in-law that doesn't ask for his quote-unquote permission to propose to me. My parents have the ability to hold grudges for years. I'm in my mid-20s, and I still regularly hear about the one time I was rude to my grandmother as a preteen. They live several hours away, so they don't know that we're engaged yet. Half the time, I just want Sam to call my dad and pretend to ask for permission, just to keep the peace. The other half of the time, I think the tradition of asking for permission is awful, and I want to snap a quick picture of the ring and send them a, we're engaged, text. Sam agrees that asking permission is stupid, but he says the final choice is mine, since they're my parents. What should I do? The I think- oh. Wait, are you asking, who's going to go for it? I'm going to say one thing and then I'm going to let you take over, which is, no, you should not have Sam ask for permission because here's why. If your dad said no, you and Sam would still get engaged. So that would be a really uncomfortable conversation if Sam called and said, can I propose to your daughter? And your dad said, no, you cannot. Because I imagine that that would not stop the two of you from getting married. And then you'd have to have an even weirder conversation where you said, well, he didn't really mean that. We're still getting married because it's 20,016 of years. That's an interesting scenario, but that strikes me as a fringe use case. That, that strikes me as something that's unlikely to happen. I mean, you think somebody wants to be asked permission and doesn't at least on some level want to retain the right to say no? I mean, I don't know what's up with this woman's dad, but. To me, if you're the kind of guy who says, I want to be asked permission, you're the kind of guy who's like, I want veto power. I want to be able to say no. Okay, he he can say no. Here's what I think. Mm -hmm. I I don't think this is a question for what she should do. I think this is a question for what Sam should do. I think Sam should decide on his own. Uh -uh, (laughs) Here's what we uh -uh, uh -uh. Just let me me get through the answer. I don't want to, but I will. Sam should decide on his own that he's going to call up this crotchety old fart and he's going to say, Hey, man, can I have your daughter's hand in marriage, bro? And that the guy's either going to be like, why, sure, Sam, or eat a dick, Sam. And that's going to be the end of their relationship. And then Sam is going to say, I respectfully decline to take your advice. I love her. I'm going to marry her. And that's the end of that. And I think that that's better than, than, because at that point, here's the thing, like, out of respect for when you marry someone, you're marrying into their family. And you have to take into account, not all, you don't have to like honor everything, but you have to take into account what is important to that family that you're marrying into. I hate it when I disagree with you so much and then you start giving information that kind of makes your point make sense. And if this is important to this person's dad, one of the ways that Sam shows that he cares for her, he cares for her family, he cares for his new in-laws is by honoring this tradition, which we all agree is dumbass. And by showing up to do it, it puts, it makes him uncomfortable. I get that Sam is uncomfortable with it. I get that Sam is afraid, but I feel like Sam should do it. And if the father says no, then I think Sam has every right to say, old man, I respectfully disagree. And 
I love your daughter, and I'm going to spend the rest of my life with her. All right. Point. Counterpoint. Okay. Which is this daughter. It's 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 not Sam's responsibility to like figure out how she should relate to her parents about this. And no. she's already made it clear. I think the tradition of asking permission is just awful. Like she hates this. Right. And I think regardless of whether or yes. not you were okay. getting engaged, okay. uh, you should tell your parents that. You should let them know. Like you are an adult, you live several hours away, and you should say, Mom and Dad, I love you. I don't agree with this tradition. If I ever get married, I'm going to make the final call. I don't want someone to ask you for permission. It makes me feel like you get to make my choices for me, and I don't want that. And I think that that's on her to say to them. And she should, frankly, have said it regardless. She should say it regardless of whether or not she was going to get engaged to Sam. I agree. I agree that that's, that that's hers to say. Mm-hmm. But actually, that's a different question than what... Because what Sam should do in this situation is help his fiance through this difficult situation uh, by like basically not putting the whole, cause right now she asked, she's it's on her to decide whether or not Sam should do this thing that her father's asking. I don't think it should be on her to decide whether or not Sam should do this thing. The father's asking, I think, I think Sam should take the bullet here, mm-hmm. do the uncomfortable thing, right? So that the father is satisfied to whatever extent he can be. And it's, it's sort of like, you you do this for people that you love. You you like put you, you say like look here. How can I help you? This is a difficult situation for you. I I see that it's difficult. I see that your dad because obviously if she was a hundred percent against this, she wouldn't have written in. She's written in because there's a part of her that like doesn't want to go against her father's wishes. Not necessarily because her father is like some terrible controlling person, but because she's like she doesn't want a headache. She is. Well, maybe, but then... Well, she says they hold grudges for years. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which makes me feel like, why do you even want them around? Because obviously that's not all that their relationship is. It's not just like, it hasn't been like 25 years of grudges. It's also been like a few... It's been 10 years of grudges. It's been a few trips to the mall in the interim and a couple of birthday parties. Like, this is this person's parents. She says she still regularly hears about the time that she was rude to her grandmother as a preteen. Okay, but you know how families have stories. Right. Sure. So that doesn't necessarily mean that every time her parents open the door, they're like, oh, look, it's the chick who was rude to grandma back in 19. You know what I mean? Like, it could just be that it's annoying to her. And every time they sit around, they tell the story about it. And everyone, you know, to me, the key of this letter is the last two sentences, which is that she is torn in half. Half of her wants to just go through the motions and make Sam do the emotional labor that she doesn't want to do, which I think is a little cowardly. I think is a little cowardly. The other, I had to do like a, a shushing <laughs> motion, which did not make me feel cool. Um, and the other, the other half is she wants to do something really passive aggressive, which is send a text. Yes. Which I think almost any parent with like any sort of reasonably close relationship with their child would be upset to find out they were engaged via text. Uh, her, her, her text plan is some bullshit. So, yeah. So it's yeah. like either you make Sam do it for you or you send them a text. And right. I think both of those are a little bit cowardly. I don't think you're a bad person. I don't want to. No, no, I'm no, sorry no, I touched no, you. Not at all. But, like, those are two not great options. And I think you should at least consider what would it look like if I called my parents and I said, Mom and Dad, I'm engaged to Sam. 
I love him and I'm really excited to be getting married. And maybe they'll respond by saying, great, we're excited. And maybe they'll say, why didn't he call and ask for permission? And then you get the chance to say, because you don't actually have the right to decide who I do or don't marry. I make that decision for myself. And I don't agree with that tradition. Yeah. We decided together to get engaged. Yeah, I mean. Otherwise, you're starting the engagement off with this assumption that your dad like owns your choices. But he's not really doing that. But if he's getting his way, then isn't it like functionally as if he does? This is why I don't think, I don't think she should be like, Sam, you got to call my dad and ask permission. I think, and this isn't what the question asks, but Mm -hmm. I just keep looking at Sam like, bro, just do it. Just like jump in there. And like offer to do this this piece of the work for her so that she can focus on like this other more complicated what, like long standing relationship parents? that she has with her parents. No, I think if you like and here's the deal too, is like if you start out by fake asking for permission, then like what are you gonna do when your dad insists on like No, it's a tradition though. It's not it's not actually asking for permission because But it, this is not a common tradition. Like most people don't do this nowadays. Not anymore, but yeah. it's a, it's a, like the father still walks people down the aisle, right? Sometimes. It's a, right. Sometimes. It's a tradition. It doesn't necessarily... But that's like a common mainstream tradition. Calling someone's dad to ask for permission is not. That is not that unusual. That is not That is not some crazy, like, weird, culty thing. I have think, you done it? Have I called to ask? No. What? Huh? What? I was wondering if, like, when you got married, uh, did you call her dad and ask? Do you really want to answer that question? Yes, I do. He was dead, so no. <laughs> How do you feel now? You like that? You want a piece of that? <laughs> I feel chagrined. <laughs> I, I feel chagrined. I really, I don't know. But I object to, that to point, this very No, 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 idea. no. But to that point, actually, I did meet him once before mm-hmm. he died, before he passed. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with him where I was like, look, I have these feelings for your daughter. Mm-hmm. And I would like to like live a life with her. Mm-hmm. And I just want to make my intentions clear to you. Sure. I think and having a great conversation not, yeah. with people who are related to someone you want to get married to is great, super different from and calling to, someone's dad. And, and, to, and to me, it felt like the same idea. It's like it's like you're showing some respect mm-hmm. for this person. And it doesn't mean, but like, if he had been like, get the hell away from my daughter, I would have been like, well, it sounds like, that sounds like a you problem. Agree to disagree. Yeah, that sounds like a you problem, good sir. I th- but I think that, but I think that, I don't know where this father's coming from. Mm-hmm. I'm positing, the, I'm, I'm throwing out the possibility that what it is for this father is a matter of tradition, which doesn't make it right, sure, but not necessarily terrible. And that one really easy way for Sam to be helpful here is just to go do it and kind of like mollify this dude mm-hmm. and kind of have this difficult conversation. And uh, then it doesn't put the daughter in the position of having to decide what everyone's going to do. Sure. I, I think I would be more sympathetic to your position if I felt like in her letter, there was a part of her that said, I know it's kind of silly, but I actually like this tradition. But she doesn't. She hates it. Right. So which the, is why she shouldn't be the one deciding whether or not it happens. We're going to have to agree to disagree, I think, is where I think we're going to ultimately have to fall on this. I really think that she should just tell her parents and you think... Sam should give it a try. I think I think Sam should. I, I, I don't I don't think she should be the one that has to tell her parents, I'll do it even if she hates it, because she shouldn't have to do something she hates. But it's not up to her to do it. Mm-hmm. It's up to Sam to, to, like, offer this courtesy as a way of, like, dealing with, like, a difficult father who, by the way, is going to be your father-in-law. So this guy's going to be in your life. Hard disagree. Okay. 
Oh, that was good. We haven't fought like this in a while. This was our first. Genuinely, we could not come to an accord. We are parting ways here. We are going to leave this studio and never talk again because we'll never be able to see eye to eye about this. That's not true. I'm really excited that we got to disagree. <laughs> Thank you for fighting me. And I'm sorry for making a shushing motion with my finger. Okay, go ahead. Thank you for listening to Dear Prudence, especially today. Uh, our producer is Casey Miner. Our theme music was composed by Robin Hilton. Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of Slate Podcasts. And Andy Bowers is the chief content officer of Panoply. If you like this show, please go to iTunes and write us a review. Reviews help new listeners find the podcast, which means more questions and more answers. And Just they also help my ego when you mention me directly. I did not know until Casey told me that Carvel was the only person who had been mentioned by name. The people have spoken. In the reviews on iTunes. The people have spoken. I don't know what they said. Assuming, based on the look on Carvel's face, it was clearly positive. It was good things. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Apparently the people can't get enough of Carvel Wallace. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So that happened. Um, Just search for Slate, Dear Prudence, and stop saying nice things about Carvel on my show. Get your own show. Get your own podcast, Carvel. Done. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.